Welcome to Wellspring on the Air. I'm Nicole Alfonso, a therapist at Wellspring and the host of today's show about emotions of the manger. With me today to discuss this interesting topic is Jessica Spivey. Together, we want to tell you about the different emotions leading to the manger, the birth of Jesus. So stay with us. We've got some interesting information and insights just for you. Welcome, Jessica, to our podcast. I know this is the like the first time. Isn't this the first time you're on with us? Thank you so much. It is. Um, yes. Thank you for I'm having just, me. Yes. I'm excited that you're here. I'm excited about this topic. Um, I think it's really important to discuss all the emotions in, that come about because of the birth of Jesus, like leading to. Um, I think we often focus just on the positives. So we're going to dive into a little bit of the uncertainty about this time. Um, and so I would you tell our audience a little bit about you, Jessica? Sure. So I am a social media manager. I work with a variety of different companies, but Wellspring is probably one of my favorites. And I've been with you guys for almost two years now, editing podcasts, editing website, social media. If it comes out of Wellspring and it's digital, I've probably touched it in some way. So it truly has been an honor to work with you guys. Um, I really feel a part of the Wellspring family, even though geographically I'm in Tampa and you guys are in Miami, I feel very much a part of the family. Awesome. We do feel like you're a part of the family. We're always in communication with you and you're, you know, sharing about Wellspring in social media and everywhere and just our newsletter and everything you do. We're grateful for the work you do with us. So let's dive into our topic today. Um, this topic is really relevant because um, it is helpful to normalize all different emotions during the season. Um, we often just focus on it's a joyous and hopeful season, but there are many other emotions that are experienced during this time. So let's dive in and tell us, Jessica, when people think of Christmas, what are their initial thoughts and feelings? So generally people think about the happy things, just as you mentioned, they think about the, the presents and the toys and the family being together and Santa and all of the fun things. Um, and even when we talk about the manger, you know, I've got a manger scene set up down in my home and it's a very pretty manger. You know, there's mm. Mary is very pretty and G baby Jesus is all wrapped up and he's cute. Um, and so that very pretty manger is what people have in their minds. And I, I think what we'll discover today is that it, it was very messy and the mm. emotions of all of it was very messy and very very uh, unexpected. And so there's a lot that we can glean from it to learn that even though we may be dealing with difficult emotions, God really wants to work through that and really provide us with some peace during this season. Mm, there's always a backstory, right? To when, when you see a good story, there's always a backstory to that. There's some work that went into that. There's some stuff um, that might have been messy behind it. So yeah. yeah. So we're going to be talking about different characters um, during this time, because it's not only Jesus, right? There's a lot of different characters. So let's go ahead and start off with Zachariah and Elizabeth. They actually are part of a Christmas story. So what role do they play in this story? Uh, so Zechariah and Elizabeth were the parents of John the Baptist, who was the announcer of Jesus. You know, he was the precursor to Jesus coming. The other piece of it is that Elizabeth was Mary's cousin. And so when Mary found out that she was pregnant, she actually went to Elizabeth, who was then pregnant a little bit further along than she was uh, with John the Baptist. And so when she arrived, Mary arrived at Elizabeth's home, John the Baptist actually leapt in her belly because it, he realized even internally that this is somebody important and who she's carrying is will be end up being the savior of the world. And so um, that's the role that they play. They we really are 
uh, a support system for Mary during the time when, you know, she just found out she's pregnant and she then goes to Elizabeth's house. And so that season, I imagine Elizabeth being very motherly and very comforting for Mary. Mm, yes. So that's a great clinical point because I think of support systems that we need, right? When we are in times of um, just like not knowing, right? Like what's going to happen? What does this mean? Why is this happening? Right. And so how important it is to have people around us to walk us through that time. Right. So that, that makes, that helps like, you know, it's not only Mary, Joseph and Jesus, but like the surrounding support that helped them through that time in their lives. Right. So, you know, those listening, like there are people in your life that you need during this time, right. Whatever you're going through, make sure you're reaching out, make sure you're talking to them so that you feel supported. Awesome. So let's see, what do you think Zachariah and Elizabeth felt during their time, you know, trying to conceive, of course, John the Baptist, that was a struggle there. And then of course, knowing about Jesus coming, like what, what was going on there for them? Sure. And, and as you mentioned, you know, Elizabeth and, and Zechariah had a hard time conceiving a child. And so they were, Elizabeth, even the Bible says, was barren and they were very old. And so, you know, imagine being very old. And in those days, being childless was seen as a curse. And so they would have mm. felt almost shame. Um, but despite that shame, Zechariah, who served in the in the temple, um, he went faithfully and he served and he did his duties as a priest. Um, and so that piece of it, um, you know, that, that I'm not good enough. Mm. I, there's no way that God could use me is probably some of the things that they felt. And why has God cursed me? We don't, we don't have any children. Um, but yet he serves faithfully anyway. Mm. Um, and even upon hearing the news of the conception, when the angel appears to Zechariah in the, in the temple, um, he was troubled and fearful, Luke says. Um, and so even at the hearing of good news, he was troubled because he mm. thought, why, how could this possibly be? This isn't even physically possible. He, he probably thought at that point. So right. um, a lot of different things that they would have felt before they ever knew that John the Baptist was on his way. Yes. Which is just a lot. I think when, especially now people are experiencing a lot of grief and loss, mm-hmm. you know, and just sitting with those emotions, questioning, like, why me, right? Why is this happening to me? And, um, and I feel like this is hopeful that there, you know, obviously there's in God's eyes, right? And there is a reason, there is something that can be, can good can come out of something hard, right? And it's just kind of turning our eyes to that. Um, it, not only, of course, obviously experiencing emotions are, and, and we, of course, as therapists believe that we, you should uh, allow that grief to come, you should experience that, but in the same token, making some meaning out of it by seeing, okay, what is happening even even the good things are happening even in this hard time right absolutely so let's talk about joseph and mary and we'll start with joseph because uh, you know how does joseph handle like listen you gotta stay with mary it's not your baby but you gotta stick around right like what what do we you know tell us about that sure (laughs) and you know in those days mary appearing pregnant before they wed would have been considered like adultery. I mean, once they were Mm. betrothed to one another, 
her being pregnant would have been seen as she cheated on him. That's what the, mm-hmm. the society would have assumed. Um, and so he initially considers divorce. Now, that, that term is not necessarily used in the Bible, but he considers uh, separating from her. Then the angel appears. You know, we know how that, that story goes. The angel appears and tells him, don't fear. I've got it covered. We're gonna, it's all going to be taken care of. But he absolutely was fearful. And he had choices, very difficult choices. It would have mm. been acceptable for him to have actually had her stoned, which is a very severe punishment, but it was reality. Um, mm-hmm. And so he considered, pondered, heard the words of the angel and decided, nope, I'm going to continue with this because it's what's God, what God has called me to. Um, yeah. And so that, that bigger picture, even though he didn't really understand the whole picture, it's hard to be in the middle of a, of a difficult time and understand the whole picture. Um, but somehow he held fast to what the promises were. He knew that mm-hmm. God was going to take care of it. He didn't give up, right? I think of that word divorce, obviously back then it wasn't something you would use, but like giving up, like leaving, right? Like mm-hmm. walking away, right? So, yeah. um, you know, some, sometimes, um, that's like the initial reaction, right? Like, oh my God, I, I got to get out of this. But if if you hang on and, and there's faith, I, I see faith in all of this so much, like mm-hmm. faith of no, don't do what your reaction says to do, but wait and wait on the Lord, right? The Lord is doing something. And so, yeah, yeah, that, that would have been, I can't imagine um, just like what that would have been like for Joseph because it takes humility Right. Because the the society is seeing something that, you know, inside is not the truth. Right. And so really standing for the truth. Joseph really stood for the truth, while others might have thought, you know, that Mary was all, you know, um, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, he really supports Mary. I know there's not a lot of details that are given, but, you know, once we get to the manger portion, he Mm -hmm. supports and helps deliver a baby. Yeah. Which in in those days and even in current days you know the room would have been filled with women that would have been a support system for her and so we get to the manger and it's just mary and joseph and Mm -hmm. so he helps deliver a baby which wouldn't have been culturally a norm for him and so he's such a huge support for mary through all of this that wouldn't have been normal um but he truly shows up for her in a really really cool way i love that that's very unconditional you know very like yeah. So that's awesome. Joseph, you go, Joseph. He's awesome. <laughs> well, and the other piece of it is there's a bigger plan. You know, if Joseph had decided to walk away, whether, you know, whatever decision he made, mm-hmm. if he decided to walk away from Mary and Mary had Jesus on her own, the promises of God would not have been fulfilled. Mm. And so the lineage, the lineage of, you know, from Abraham to David and David to Joseph, Mary is not a part of that, you know, that lineage. Mm. She made, she's the deliverer of Jesus, but that promise came through the line of David, which Joseph was a part of. And so Joseph is a very integral part. We forget that those prophecies, that lineage mm. um, is there and really is integral to the fulfillment of all of the prophecies of Isaiah and, you know, the prophets in the old Testament, he helps fulfill all of those by staying true to what the angel asked him to do. Yes, that's great. Wow. Um, if Joseph wouldn't have done that, who knows what would have happened, right? I, I mean, how? Yeah. Wow. Okay. So what about Joseph's emotions and, and what can we learn from Joseph's emotions? Um, because there's there's serious emotions here. He, he chose something 
Um, but his emotions might've been telling him, no, 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 you know? <laughs> yeah. Sure. And, you know, and Matthew tells us in, uh, in chapter one that, you know, he resolved in his heart to, he was unwilling to put her to shame is the way the ESV puts it, unwilling to put her to shame. So even in a situation where you've been done wrong, he might have felt that way, or it would have been visible to the community that way. He decided he wasn't going to put her to shame. He wasn't going to mm. take her name and drag it through the mud. And so there's a lot that we can learn from his integrity. Yes. Um, he, you know, he, he will not, you know, shame Mary in this because he knows the bigger picture, but you know, when there's an issue and a wrong, it's really important for us to hold the integrity of ourselves because what we say about others really says more about us than it does about the other person. And I think yes. you cl probably clinically could talk about that. Yeah. I think, uh, I feel like Joseph could have done so many things mm -hmm. to make her look really bad, but he was very selfless, very loving, uh, you know, love your neighbor, right? Like, you know, wanting to do the right thing, um, for her too, like to, to, to care for her. Um, I think we often miss that piece and we are all about us, us, us. Mm -hmm. Um, and we are not, considering the other's feelings, yeah. uh, particularly I think of a marriage, right? Like, you know, know what I want or I'm the right one or, you know, and, and it's a team effort and you need to consider um, the other's feelings. Um, and Joseph definitely showed that. I think another piece I'd like to speak of is, you know, we, we often work on healing emotions, healing feelings, healing, you know, situations that lead to really strong negative feelings. And I feel like with Joseph, he was able to put his emotions aside, or at least not let those emotions lead his decisions. And I think clinically that's huge because part of the work we do is healing the emotions so they don't lead your decisions mm -hmm. because we can make really bad decisions if we're led by negative traumatic emotions. So I, I, I see how he decided, he made a decision. I'm not going to go with what my feelings say. I'm going to go with what my faith says to do, right? What I know to be the right thing in this circumstance. And so I think that that's, that's really. That's Absolutely. Bad. Because there's fears, there's possibly anger. There's a lot of things that he's feeling that could drive those, those kind of knee jerk reactions that we can right. have sometimes. And he, you know, he took a moment and, and heard what the angel had to say to him and he said, you know what, I'm not going to let those drive me. And I think that's an absolutely great point. He didn't let the yeah. fear, um, because sometimes we do things out of fear that really are damaging to not only ourselves, but those around us. Absolutely. Um, I think that's why we do the work we do here. That's why we want to res resolve trauma, because we, if we don't, then our trauma leads all kinds of decisions we make. And so um, that's not always healthy. You know, we stay in very unhealthy, dysfunctional patterns. And so healing makes us, you know, see things uh, in a better light and not be led by emotions, but led by, you know, the situations at hand, the present, not the past. So yeah. um, awesome. Okay. So we're going to take a short break to thank one of our sponsors who makes the production of our podca podcast possible. When we come back, we'll hear more from Jessica about emotions experience and the story leading to the manger. Welcome back to Wellspring on the Air. This is Nicole Alfonso. If you're just joining our show, our topic today is emotions of the manger. So far today, we've talked about Zachariah and Elizabeth and emotions they experienced leading to the birth of Jesus. Also, we spoke of Joseph. 
If you joined us late, you can find us on our favorite podcast channel on Wellspring on the Air or on our website blog at wellspringmiami.org. Just search for this topic. All right. So, Jessica, we've covered Zachariah and Elizabeth and, you know, their process. Um, We also talked about Joseph and uh, how difficult it must have been for him to just kind of put his emotions aside and have faith in staying with Mary now we're going to dive into Mary, the, you know, um, the most important of all, just because she's the one that's carrying this baby and she's just like, what, what just happened? You know? (laughs) So let's talk a little bit about how she felt about her pregnancy. Sure. So when the angel appears to her to announce the conception, uh, Mary's first initial reaction is incredibly logical. She says, how can this be? I'm a virgin. It's no possible way. And so she is very, um, very physical, very uh, logical in her mm-hmm. response to go, yeah, no, <laughs> you, gotta be, you got the wrong girl. You came to the wrong house. Like, that's what I imagine, you know, in our, in our times, if, the, if an angel appeared and said that to somebody, you, that, that's next door. That's not me. You know, that's kind of what I imagine she, how she felt. Um, there's no way this is possible. Um, and so even in situations where we feel like, yeah, no, that's mm-hmm. not, there's no possible, no, no way that could be a good thing to come to me. Sometimes we feel that way. It's not even possible. Yeah. Um, but she was chosen. She was mm-hmm. chosen to, to carry this baby. And eventually she does like, you know, really understand the incredibleness of it. Right. <laughs> so tell us about her feelings and why they change. What happens that, you know, or, you know, welcoming of this um, baby. Sure. So in, if we look at the, the, the angel's visitation, the beginning of it, she says, how can this be? I'm still a virgin. And at the end, her, what's her, do you know, you remember her response? Be it unto me. Yes. Yes. She almost, she almost says in modern terms, game on, let's yeah, do this. Let's go. Um, yeah. And so there's something that happens in the middle there that the angel says to her and, and what the words he says are the Holy spirit will overcome you Mm. and the most high will overshadow you. And so to me, it, it became very, she had a a, a adjustment of her view to say, you know what? Mm. It's not about you. You're the conduit. Mm. You're the vehicle I'm going to use, but it's all about the glory of God. And so her adjusting that view and really putting that into perspective yes. to say, you know what? It's not just about me. When she realized and she would get to that part, she ponders all these things in her heart. She really understood that it's about generations to come. This is about mm-hmm. the entire world and the gravity of that. She may not have understood in that moment, but her, the end result is be it unto me game on. Um, and so that's a really cool progression to watch her go from. It's not even possible. you got the wrong house. Yeah. But then she realizes it's not, I, I don't have to do this. It's, you know, yes, I'm going to be a part of it and I'm going to have to deliver a baby, but the work that's going to be done is going to be work that God's going to do in and through me. Um, so, okay, I can do that. Let's do it. I have the help of the Lord through this. Right. And I, mm-hmm. I think anyone listening right now that is struggling with something that they don't understand, I think that's huge. You know, the Lord is doing something and is using you right and is using the circumstance that you're going through to show you something greater to show you something bigger and to show you him right and his power and his so that's pretty cool I love that 
even if we think about her desires, you know, she desired to be married. She was engaged to Joseph. Her desire was to have a normal wedding, a normal <laughs> engagement, a normal, all of those things. And God showed up and was like, yeah, no, we're not doing normal here. We're going to go yeah. completely off script off of what your expectations, your desires initially for, you know, for your marriage are going to look like, but I'm going to give you something even better. And sometimes it's hard for us to, to think about that, that, you know, just because things aren't working out in the way we expect them to, doesn't mean that the end result might not be even cooler than we expect it to be. You know, it, it brings to mind the, the verse Ephesians 3.20, you know, God is able to do infinitely more than we mm. could think or ask. And I'm not quoting exactly, but that's the idea of the verse. You know, if we think or ask really cool things, we think or ask, you know, that our family or our children or this circumstance or this work issue will turn out a specific way. God wants to do infinitely more mm. if we'll allow him. And so really at the end, Mary's saying, be it unto me. What she's saying is your will is going to be cooler, is going to be better. And I trust the plan that you have for not only me, but for this baby and for the rest of the world. Oh, that's great. I love that. Um, yeah. And, and I think it all really comes down to having faith, greater faith in what God can do than what we think is right mm -hmm. or what we think we can do better. Right. right? Um, and that's a hard, it's a hard thing for, for us as Christians to, to really like let go, right? Let go and let God. It's, it's really hard, but you know, um, Mary is just such a great example for us of that um, during this. And so that's really cool. And, and, you know, obviously she must have gone through a very um, tough emotional journey, you know, through these nine months of pregnancy you know, like just in anticipation, right? In anticipation mm -hmm. um, and with Joseph and, and knowing that, you know, Joseph could have let, left her and, and all that. Yeah. So I just feel like her emotional journey was, was quite a, a mess, you know, messy. Absolutely. I mean, you know, she's a young girl. She discovers she's pregnant out of wedlock, basically. Um, and so, you know, the emotions that she would have felt initially, and that's, I believe that's part of the reason that she went to Elizabeth is she almost needed a safe place. And mm. we talked about that a little bit earlier, but she almost needed that. Okay, hold on. I need some quiet. I need to, to consider and really understand what's happening here. And so that kind of that quiet um, pondering in her heart is the way the way the Bible tells it. Um, I truly believe that the way Mary handles the situation, I'm sure she had pregnancy hormones. I'm sure of she course. had moments that she had cravings. And I mean, all the crazy things that we go through as, as women, even today, she experienced as well. She experienced pain. She experienced my ankles hurt, my feet are swelling, mm -hmm. you know, all those things. Emotional so. breakdowns. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And I'm sure over little things, Joseph didn't put away the dishes or, you know, who yeah. knows what. So, you know, all those things that we joke about is in pregnancy, the hormones and the cravings and all those things, she went through those as well. And so, yes, she stopped and pondered, but she was still very human, obviously. Mm -hmm. And then as they start to approach, you know, his birth, Joseph comes to her and says, well, we have to go to Bethlehem for the census. And she's probably, you know, eight and a half, nine months pregnant. She's, you know, bigger than a house, wow. <laughs> feet are swollen, and she's supposed to ride on a donkey to a whole other city. So those, you know, okay, I'm going to do what I've been asked yeah. to do. This is what, this is the plan. Um, but, you know, when she shows up, nothing is on script. Nothing is the way she would have expected it to be. She would have expected to deliver 
at home, you know, like, mm-hmm. like with her family around her, her mother, all of those things. Because remember, she's going to um, to Joseph's city of origin. That's where they, the census has to take place, take place. And so she is leaving her family, all of wow. her comfort, all mm-hmm. of those things behind. Um, and so she's in a city she doesn't know. And she's in basically a makeshift barn, you know, not even a, a proper room or an inn, right. or even a, a, you know, there's no nurse around those sorts of things. Um, her, her baby's being going to be laid in a, a animal feeding trough that, you know, they kind of sweep out and clean out as best they can. So nothing goes on script. And so mm-hmm. I think about, um, you know, many of us have plans that we expect and, you know, even in birth plans, they speak of those, you know, we have, if this happens, this is the expectation, those kinds of things. So sometimes our expectations of situations um, really can derail us. If she had, you know, kind of thrown a fit over going to Bethlehem and I'm just going to stay here with my family. Well, then the baby wouldn't have been born where he was supposed to. And the Kings would have showed up at the wrong place, you know? Right. And no, the prophecy would have been messed up right, right up. Yeah. Yep. So sometimes our expectations and, you know, she had every reason not to be happy. Not to not yes. to be yes. positive. She mm-hmm. could have been sitting in that in that you know barn, going, "This is not where I was supposed to be." This. She could have been throwing herself a pity party, and I'm sure she had moments of that. She was human, of course, but mm-hmm. but in the end, she pondered all these things in her heart. She treasured them. She treasured all of this chaos and uncertainty. And so, I think there's a lot of lessons that we can learn from that. To go, God, you know, my world is nuts right now. I'm going through a divorce. I'm experiencing Christmas and the holidays without fill in the blank, my husband, my spouse, my grandmother, my mother, um, for the first time I'm experiencing Christmas and I expected to be pregnant this time, you know, during Mm -hmm. the season Mm -hmm. I'm experiencing Christmas and I've just lost my job or I don't have a steady job enough to give my kids the Christmas that they expect. There's a Mm -hmm. lot of things that we can learn from this to go amidst all the crazy. I can still have a baby in a barn and bring a life into the world. It's not the way I imagine, but it can still be absolutely beautiful. Yeah, I can still be a good mom or dad, mm-hmm. even if I my finances aren't where they need to be, right? Mm-hmm. And I can't give the gifts, but I can be the pres- I can give the presents, I can give the love, I can give the hugs. Um, I think of, you know, I I lost this person, but I can still pour into other people in my life. I can still mm-hmm. love other people. Um, we could, you know, have a time of remembrance of this person that meant so much for us. We can change up, you know, traditions to honor the people that we lost. I mean, there's mm-hmm. things we can do to make meaning, to um, yeah. move forward, um, to have a positive view perspective. Um, yeah. So it's just, there's a lot in, in here. There's a lot of different things, but most of all, I, I feel like there's just that, that faith in in the future that the future is going to be better that there's better plans right um also um the faith that that jesus and you know that god has a purpose for each one of us right uh even if things are difficult there is something that we are meant to be here for right and so um it's just a lot and i just i hope that this is encouraging to people mm-hmm. listening, I do want to acknowledge that it's not all joyful all the time during the season, and that is okay. It is okay to shed your tears uh, for people that you've lost. It's okay to not be always happy-go-lucky um, mm-hmm. during the season. Um, 
I think I, you know, I heard uh, someone say that they were in a really hard moment during the their Christmas, you know, a few Christmases ago, they were having a hard time um, experiencing betrayal, experiencing wow. just hard things. And um, this person went to church on Christmas Eve and felt such a sense of God saying to her, Jesus saying to her, this is why I've come. I have not come for the joyous always. I have come for the moments of suffering. I have come for you to feel some comfort and peace during those difficult times. That is why I have come. And so, yeah. um, of course, it, it's it's hopeful and it's joyful to know that um, our Savior is born, right? But in at the same time, our Savior is born to be available for us in all the moments, in the hard ones, in the in the good ones right and so yeah. we don't want to lose sight of that and we don't want to minimize that people are, are experiencing hard emotions during this time and may this be uh, encouraging to know that during the times when Jesus was born there was all these emotions happening too there was fear mm -hmm. there was anxiety there was um discomfort strong sense of discomfort um and so lots of lots of emotions so um invite Jesus in during these in in these moments yeah. right in these emotions may he give you comfort during this time um and may, they, may you have a um just a faithful view of the future and know that jesus can do good things in your life even in the yeah. heart right yes absolutely and you know mary and joseph were called to do the possible Mary was called to do the possible. It was physically carrying a child. Joseph was called to do the possible, caring for Mary and staying with her. And they let God do the impossible. Mm. And so there may be times, especially thinking about the Christmas season, it may be that you've got to do the possible. You've got to make the recipe that grandma made or that mom made so that you can have that moment of remembrance. And if there are mm -hmm. tears, that's okay. Mm -hmm. But know that I've done the possible to make Christmas a, a, a good time for myself, you know, for me specifically, if you need to make that recipe and it doesn't matter to anybody else, go for it. If you need to decorate a Christmas tree or do something in particular that reminds you of a happier time, do that. It's okay to, to reflect back on those things, but also remember that you can also create new traditions. So mm -hmm. if mom mm -hmm. was the one that always made or did or sang or whatever that was, you can now fill those shoes mm -hmm. for your children, your grandchildren, your, the next generation. Um, you can carry that tradition forward. I love that. Let God do the impossible. You can do the possible, but let God do the impossible. Oh, that's awesome. So it is time to close out this show. Thank you, Jessica, for joining us today with this awesome topic. We hope you learned that both hard emotions and happy ones are acceptable during this season. Thank you for joining our show today. Again, if you joined this podcast midstream, you can find this show and others on podcast at Wellspring on the air or on our blog on wellspringmiami.org. The title of today's show again was Emotions of the Manger. Encourage us and let us know you're listening by sending comments or questions to on the air at wellspringmiami.org. It's time to wrap up. This is Nicole Alfonso with Wellspring on the Air because hearts and minds matter. <laughs>